afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the replay we did last week with my dear friend Jennifer Huff, uh, talking all about her book, Unstuck, uh, The Physics of, of uh, Thriving in Your Life. It, she's a wonderful woman. I hope you check out her website, thewideawakening.com. Uh, really loved her. So I, I just thought you know she'd make the best person to do a rerun. I couldn't really... Uh, uh, do a live show last week. We're kind of in transition for those of you who've been sort of following my adventures on Facebook. Um, I'm not in New York City this summer, um, kind of working remotely, remotely, <laughs> and no longer working remotely from home. So uh, the studio has picked up and we're we're been in California for the last uh, five, six weeks and uh, continuing our West Coast tour for the summer. And actually we'll be out uh, out of New York City until September. So it's an interesting adventure. So um, I have a wonderful guest. I'm very, very pleased that stepped in at the last minute because my original guest who was booked unfortunately got COVID and I'm wishing him all the best and we'll get him on the show in the future. Um, uh, but first, before we get the show started, uh, we'll start off with a little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. As you all know, I love to share uh, a little section. And this section, I think it's a rather apropos section again from my guest today. And this section is entitled, Our Relationship to the Relationship is More Important Than We Realize. Relationships are tricky things. We often find ourselves in relationships that aren't working. Sometimes we have no idea why. Is it all about the other person? Is it all about ourselves? Is it about both of us? Or is it about something else? Perhaps there is a different perspective we can take. A different way of looking at relationships that can help us be better. What about our relationship to the relationship? We often forget that when two people come together, something more is created the relationship. What is our relationship to this actual relationship? Are we being in service to the other person or the relationship? Are we paying attention to just the other person or do we pay attention to the relationship itself? How do we feel about the relationship? Are we joyful? Are we sad? Are we tired? Are we irritated? Not the other person, but to the relationship itself. Could we be more playful with the relationship? Could we cherish and adore the relationship? It's not just about the other person. It's not just about ourselves. It's about everyone involved in their individual relationship to the relationship, whether it is a business relationship, a family relationship, or an intimate relationship. When we consider how we relate to the relationship we are in, we see things differently from a, from a slightly different perspective. When we look at it differently, we can create something different, a more vibrant relationship, a healthier relationship, a more joyful relationship, maybe even a more fun relationship. Not a relationship to or with the other person, but with the relationship itself. 
So how are you feeling about your relationships? So um, this section I wrote eh, not too long ago, a little while ago before I published the book. And, and actually, this is something Jennifer sort of reminded me of, but, but it's something that I've been aware of for many years that, you know, when people come together, in, in particular, when, when, when two individuals come together or, or, or could be more, you know, in, in, in a very close, intimate relationship, that there's this third entity that's kind of born, which is the relationship. And, and it could be with a group, too. Uh, a spiritual teacher I used to study with called it the egregua. Um, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, which is sort of like the the energy, or like kind of like the, this form of something that that gets formed that encompasses everyone involved. And so, oftentimes, when we're in relationships. We're, we we think about, oh, this other person irritates me. Oh, I'm so tired of this. You know, what is going on? And we kind of make it all about the other person. We make it about ourselves. And, and sometimes we kind of get to that point where it's like, do I even want to continue with this person? And it's not really whether you want to continue with the person it's about, do you want to continue with the relationship? And if we think of the relationship as sort of like this other entity, then we can ask ourselves more objective questions like, are we feeding the relationship? Or are we, are we taking from the relationship? Is the other person feeding the relationship or taking from the relationship? And sometimes, I mean, look, we're all human beings. Nobody is perfect. Everyone gets on other people's nerves once in a while. And so, you know, sometimes we get to that point where it's like, I I don't know if I want to stay with this person. But sometimes the relationship itself is a good relationship. So it's not about staying with the other person or not. It's about staying with the relationship. And I know it may sound like I'm just playing with words and, and it may be a little hard to land on this. But those of you who are listening, who are in relationships, who've been in many relationships, I think if you reflect back on it, you can see like every relationship has its own flavor. It has its own quality. It, 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 some relationships are fun and playful. Others are serious. Some are, 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 are filled with pressure. Others are, fill, are very light. And so don't just think about how am I interacting with the other person or how are they interacting with me? It's how are we interacting with the relationship? How do we feel about the relationship? Almost put the other person aside for a moment. And just ask yourself, how do I feel about the relationship I'm in? And so by looking at the relationship as sort of this, this third entity, this other thing, it helps to give us a little bit of a distance and give us a slightly different perspective and look at things maybe 
in a way that we can see things a little more clearly. So I'm just offering that up for you this week. Uh, Relationships is such a big topic these days. And actually, I think it's a a, a fairly good thing to kind of kick us off uh, for today's uh, show. So um, thank you that again, that section of the book is called our relationship to the relationship is more important than we realize. And that's from my book everyday awakening, which of course, you can find at www.everydayawakeningbook.com. And we're in all the major booksellers, Amazon and all those places. So all right. So now it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show, motivational speaker, international human resource executive, and log rolling champion. I can ask her a lot about that. Christine Oshu. Christine is the author of Campfire Confessions, an international Amazon bestseller, and her Northwoods infamous children's book, No Pooping on the Dock, The Owl and the Looney, Wacky, Crazy, and Naughty Ducks. She's an international speaker and founder of the Night of a Woman's Soul Creating Your Amazing Uh, creating your amazing, the night, let me say that again, the night of a woman's soul, creating your amazing life. Workshops that empower women to live their best lives. She was a 2022 Global Woman of the Year finalist for the Global Women's Organization for empowering messages in her novel, Campfire Confessions, and her contributions to creating positive change in the world, building community, and sharing her skills to help other people through her UNICEF campaign for the children of Ukraine and various charities, including the Women's Ovarian Cancer Symptom Awareness, uh, the Winged Freedom Raptor Hospital, uh, the Northwoods Humane Society, and various library foundations. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Christine. Thank you so much, Sam. I really am honored to be here with you. I'm going to buy your book the minute we're done here. I just absolutely um, adored, you know, just really took in that relationship message. Um, It's fascinating because it's something that I've talked about in my workshops and it's also a really big part of my book, Camp Mm -hmm. Air Confessions. And, um, you know, so there's just a whole bunch of material we can hit off right with that. But I just have to quickly share that what's interesting about your message, and I think this happens to um, a lot of people is that sometimes you hear what you need yeah. uh, when you tune in, you go time out, right? And you listen to somebody like yourself. And I had three conversations over the last three days of different women saying, what's going on? You know, all these people around me are, are kind of like losing their minds or they're crabby or I'm crabby or, you know, and um, that one, one uh, director of the log rolling and somebody was saying, geez, you know, I, I just don't understand. And, and we just kind of had a chuckle. And I said, well, I think more than one person's having these kind of reactions to relationships lately. So, I, so I'm going to be really sharing your message forward today. Thank you. Thank you, Kristen. Well, you know, it was just a full moon. Uh, 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 was it Tuesday or Wednesday? So, uh, no. Um, wait, when was the full the moon? 13th, I believe. Right. Yeah. The 13th. The, last week, Wednesday. Yeah. So, so, you know, <laughs> whenever there's a full moon, there's always a lot going on when it comes to relationships right. and people. Awesome. So we just got a couple of minutes before break. I just want to ask, um, you know, you've kind of gotten into this whole uh, um, 
motivational speaking, like personal development, spiritual development stuff. Was this something that was always a part of your life or is this something that developed more recently for you? I think it really started about when I was like 14, 15 and I was competing in log rolling and I picked up The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent uh, Peale, the classic yes. book. Yeah. And I just fell in love with it. And then I became a lifelong student. I've got my BA in psychology, my master's in human resources. So I was big into personal development, organizational development. Um, and yeah, if I can get my hand on something, quantum physics, neuroscience, spirituality, meditation. I and mean, I'm just like, you know, a little bit addicted to um, the, the field because it's, it's just um, so rich with so many beautiful messages. So, um, yeah, so I started then and I took those lessons learned and I've tried to apply them throughout my life and I always turn back to them and during times when things aren't going so well, you know, yeah. and them too when things are going good to get even, you know, further yeah. up the joy ladder. Right. You know, it, it, people often think, oh, well, that's stuff to do when you're having a hard time. No, 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 no. Like, this is stuff you can do, like doing that personal inner work. When when things are going well, you can actually make things even better. I, I'm, I'm a totally believe in that, um, that, you know, it's like we, we don't have to wait for things to be difficult and challenging uh, to, to look at ourselves and to see what's going on internally, uh, that there's always a very rich wor internal world that often is very much reflected in the outer world um, for us to dive into, even when things are going smoothly. So um, totally with you there. Um, okay, so uh, let's take a break. When we come back, I want to ask you all about this log rolling champion, because being a kid from the Bronx and in New York, growing up in New York City, log rolling was not something that we were around a lot. Uh, so I'd love to hear more about that. And then uh, I'd love to hear more kind of how you um, came to write this book, Campfire Confessions. And, and actually, your, your, your kids book sounds really fun, too. No pooping on the dock. Um, so uh, uh, we'll get into that as well. We got the whole hour together. We're going to have some fun. I see loyal listener Patty checking in from Washington State. Ooh, awesome, Patty. You're, 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 you're my role model, Patty, because every week you check in, you're like from a different location somewhere. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch up to you. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Talk Radio NYC, as well as on Facebook, through all our Facebook pages, especially Inspired Thoughts with Sam. And we will be right back after these messages. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, 
Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Christine Oshu, uh, all the way from the north woods of Wisconsin. How far north are you? Are you like close to the Canadian border? We're not too far. We're about an hour and a half from Lake Superior, uh, wow. one of the coldest lakes, I think, in the world. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, so we're surrounded in, in a forest with lakes and all kinds of wonderful animals and birds and yeah, it's nice to have up here. Yeah, I bet. I bet. What's the temperature like up there? I heard in New York City, it's like hot and sticky and awful. It's gorgeous today. I think we've got like maybe 80, I'm guessing. Um, but, you know, we had our little share of that heat wave. But um, it's, it's, you know, it's Wisconsin, the land of also big mosquitoes and ah. <laughs> deer flies and everything else. But, yeah, there's, there's always um, a trade-off, right? <laughs> It's a little trade-off, yeah, exactly. So, but it's wonderful out here. Yeah. Yes. So, so um, you grew up in Wisconsin. I grew up in Hayward, Wisconsin, which is home to the World Lumberjack Championships, mm-hmm. and that's the log rolling part of me. And also, it is home to the World Muskie Capital of the World, which Muskie mm-hmm. is a big fish. Um, and it also hosts the um, World Birkenbiner Cross Country Ski Race. So it's it's a small town with a lot of local pride and uh, big dreams and a lot of really fun, interesting people. It's a great, great community. Yeah. So, so I have to ask you, like, I, I see it, I guess it's from the environment, but how you get into log rolling and how did you become the log rolling champion? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to tell you, I was um, about eight or nine when we moved to Hayward, Wisconsin, my Grandfather built a home on Lake Windigo outside of Hayward. And so it was a summer escape for us as kids. And then my father bought it for my grandfather and my husband and I ended up buying it for my parents. So we're about three generations in now. And, and luckily the grandkids love it too. And when I was about nine years old, instead of going to the beach to go swimming, my parents would drop us off at the log rolling dock in downtown Hayward. There's a little area outside of downtown Hayward where the World Lumberjack Championships are held. And so we would spend all day long as kids, you know, log rolling, playing on the logs. You know, we'd pack a lunch and my dad would pick us, drop me off before work and pick me up after work. 
and many times my younger sister was with me. But uh, it was just so much fun, and I just fell in love with the sport and trained really, really hard. And in 1975, I won the World Senior Amateur Log Rolling and Championship. And then I went on to win, um, like, place second, semi-professional, and fourth professionally in the world before I started really jumping into my college career work. But I do have a picture of myself, and this uh, is, um, I'm in the pink shirt there. And my opponent there is Denise Marquardt from Hayward, Wisconsin, too. We're actually on the number four log. So when you're log rolling, there's four different sizes of logs. They're all 12 feet long. But what's the difference is, is that diameter. So a number one log is um, 15 inches. A three is 14. Um, excuse me, a two is 14. A number three log is 13. And this 12, this four log is 12 inches in um, diameter. So it's really fast. Matches don't last real long. Mm -hmm. And it's three out of five falls now. And the championship is happening next weekend. And last year, I was really lucky that I got invited to um, volunteer coach. So mm -hmm. now I'm back in the log. I'm log rolling for fun. And wow. I actually had a girlfriend, Julie Shorkey, who has uh, a really wonderful thing. Actually gave me a log as a, as a gift a couple <laughs> years ago. I have a brand new log that I have in my backyard that I can roll on on the lake. But I also go into town and I teach 10 to 14-year-olds um, log rolling. I do some coaching. Then I've been coaching um, some of the uh, professionals behind the scenes. And it's, it's just, I don't know, it's just a wonderful, fun, healthy family sport. And so for those people who don't know what log rolling is, you're basically like standing on the log in the water and you're kind of yeah. rolling it in the water. Right. People might say, right. well, what's so difficult well, about that? Why Why is it? Why is this an actual <laughs> sport? Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you see us here, we are in the water, and um, you don't have a lot of place to put your feet. And so you got to stay on top of the log. The log moves very quickly and moves forward and moves backwards. And, mm -hmm. you know, you're wanting your opponent to fall in three times before you do. So the best out of best uh -huh. three out of five falls. And... Um, so you have to really stay centered. And I, it's really the values that taught me was balance, focus, and faith. Because the one thing is you have to stay balanced. So you have to keep your balance over the center of the log. You know, one misstep, you're in the water, right? Mm -hmm. And so balance, like in life, it taught me five years to write my book, Campfire Confessions. And I often think a balance helped me do that because different priorities come up in life. Like I had a mother that was, I became a caretaker for in her last years of life. I lost some friends to cancer. I had grandchildren being born and just, you know, all the sorrows with the joys. So balance was a big part of it. The other part was focus. You can see here, we're looking at each other's feet on the log. So when you're log rolling, you have to keep your focus on the other person's feet. Where are they on the log? Because if you take your eyes off the log and their feet, you're going to fall in and you're going to get wet and you'll lose that match. So just like in life, when you're, when you're working on something, when you're in the moment, the more we can stay focused, right? The whole mindfulness, the power of mindfulness, it's, it's log rolling. You have to stay focused. And the other one is faith. And so that's my third kind of value I took to my life to log rolling is you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe you can do it. And no matter what, 
if you win or lose, you're going to get wet because mm -hmm. the whistle blows and maybe, you know, your opponent fell in, but you're going to have to get off the log to get back in. So your eyes get wet. So just like in life, you know, log on, you get out of the water, you get on the dock, you wipe off your face, you figure out what you did wrong, you get back in the log. So just like life, when you fall down, you know, wipe the dirt off your knees, figure out what you did wrong and try to come up with a better plan and, and go out there and try again. Just don't give up. So that's, uh, that's kind of how I really feel about log rolling in life. Yeah. So it sounds a lot about perseverance, right? It's, it's, and, and it's, you know, we just learn from our mistakes and that's, you know, one of the things I find people tend to be very uptight about making a mistake. Oh my God, I got to do it perfect. It's like, no, like mistakes is how we learn. Mistakes is how we grow and, and they inform us. So, you know, there's this kind of, I think in society in general, this idea that mistakes are bad, but they're not, yeah. are they? No, they're not. In fact, um, I think the beauty of mistakes is at the time it feels so intense and it just feels like sometimes your life is over, the world has ended or something. And then, you know, if you give it enough time, enough thought, most of the time you end up laughing about it, right? right. I mean, if the minute you can kind of start to regain your sense of humor. And I always feel like, and this is a big part of the book too, is, um, you know, I've gone through different challenging times in my life. I went through a difficult divorce with my children. My two daughters were three and five. Mm. I was a single mom for 10 years. Um, I was working in a very intense corporate career as an HR executive. And you're darn right, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and one of my biggest challenges, which I gave to one of my three characters in Campfire Confessions, was learning how to let go of those mistakes. Mm. Because um, I don't know about you, Sam, but I found myself a few years ago, suddenly something would pop up that happened 15 years ago, and I'd still feel bad about it. And I realized I was carrying that energy around with me instead of letting it go, forgiving myself and moving on and to mm. realize the humanness in us. And mm. so um, those are a lot of lessons that I did try to pull into the book camp or confessions as well. But I do encourage people in my workshops too to, you know, let's talk about this. You know, you only get better. It's mistakes are like fertilizer, right? Right. Yeah. They, they make you richer, stronger, better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's so funny, like just a little while ago, like about, um, let me think. Oh, it was before I left. So it was probably beginning of June. I remember it was Mercury retrograde. And and <laughs> somebody sent me an email, an ex-business partner I'd been in business with like more than 15 years ago. And he was asking me about this and that. And I was like, that's all long gone. I like, don't know what you're talking about. And he like still held on to like all of this bitterness and resentment. And, and I was pretty mad at him too. You know, it was very contentious the way things ended. But I was like, look, you know, go off, do what you want. I've released all that anger and stuff. It's like, I'm past it. Like, go do whatever you want. And he's like, still, oh, you're not angry anymore, huh? And he was like, obviously still in the email, there was so much anger. And I'm like, oh, poor guy, you know, he's still so stuck in the past. And, and it just, you know, it's very liberating when we can realize when something comes up from our past, that, that we're kind of beyond it and past it. So, you know, sometimes those things come up and I look at it and I go, hmm, what's the lesson here for me? Why did this come up now? 
Um, but sometimes they come up just to show you like, Hey, look how far you've progressed. You've, you've actually gotten past this. So. I really like that. I like that because I would agree that sometimes people ask me questions, especially in my workshops and like someone said, well, it sounds like you've had a perfect life. And I'm like, what? I <laughs> 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 really time out. And I can share stories about things that were hard for me. Um, like I had a father who committed suicide, which was very difficult. You can imagine that. Um, and, but I can talk about it without always having to feel the emotion. And yeah. so, um, you know, and, and that's when the beauty starts to really happen, you know, right. um, when you can look at different situations and be able to share about it and talk about it. Not that you're not going to feel it, no emotion, um, but the intensity shifts and changes. Right. And, um, yeah. And, and, and it kind of goes back to what we said before, like that's the beauty of doing the deep personal inner work is that when things like this come up, we're able to express them and share these stories. Actually, I was just um, a couple of weeks ago at a class called Message Mastery with, with this wonderful teacher, Amana Guy, and all about sharing your story. And it's like he, he did all these things at the beginning of the class to like get people very emotional so that they could let the emotion sort of come through but there's really when we've done that deep inner work and then we're not ashamed and we can be vulnerable and we can share the story it can help so many people um that really it, it's like getting to that point it, it's so valuable not just for ourselves but for everyone else as well right right um, i do think there's a lot to oops do you have to no no no, no go um, ahead. there's a lot about energy and I think energy too that comes because we're all made of vibrational energy. And I know you're very much into this as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you're interacting with anybody, um, you know, you've got their energy field coming into your energy field. And um, sometimes it's just hard not to be affected by some of that energy. And mm-hmm. so there are good tools too to use, such as cord cutting, right? And to realize right. I've got to clean that person's energy away from me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's not maybe me feeling that way. That's their energy that's still stuck by me. And mm-hmm. um, I'm sure you have some visualization techniques. And I also do different, you know, exercises, techniques to um, shake off energy, whether it's Qigong movements or yoga or just visualization or you know, mantras, that type of thing. And that can also help kind of clear out some of that energy and cut some of those energy cords. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So many great energy techniques out there for doing it and stuff. Like you say, Qigong has been around thousands of years. So, um, All right, let, let's take our next break. Um, since you already started to mention it, Campfire Confessions, when we come back, let's talk about why did you write this book? What's it all about? And, and what the reader get, can get from the book. Okay, Kristen? Sounds great. Thank you. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back with Christine Oshu after these messages. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7 Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. 
passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. So, Christine, uh, before we get to Campfire Confessions, I just got to know, no pooping on the dock. <laughs> Why did you write a children's book about a bunch of birds pooping on the dock? Okay. I do have that book here. This is um, probably a little harder to see. No pooping on the dock, the owl, the loony, wacky, crazy, and naughty dogs. And I actually wrote this book because I up in the Northwoods and we had a, a dock out here where the ducks love to poop on the dock. And anybody, you don't have to be in the Northwoods. If you're on water and you have a dock, there's going to be, we all know there's ducks that are going to come on and poop on the dock. Yeah. So I had my two granddaughters here visiting in the summer and they missed their nap and they were having meltdowns and they're, we had this little owl, a statue of an owl on the dock. And they said, Grammy, why is that owl on the dock? So I made up a story right then and there saying, well, um, this owl becomes magical every morning and he's willing to share his dock with the ducks, but he has one rule, no pooping on the dock. <laughs> but one by one, the ducks disobey until they drive the owl crazy and he chases them away. And um, so the kids loved it and I told them there, you know, the story a few times and then they left to go back to um, their hometown and my daughter called me a couple months later saying, Mom, I'm really mad at you. And I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> and she said, I can't tell the story that the way you do. And the girls are getting so mad at me. So I need you to write down that story and send it to me. So that became the impetus for writing my first children's book, Don't Poop It on the Dock. I have actually written a number of other children's books. I have to admit they're in drawers and they should come out and see some light of day. But um, this one was one that I really had fun with. And I had a girlfriend, Robin Marcus, who's very talented. And she showed me kind of how to draw these characters. And so by the time I had put it together for the kids, I decided to self-publish it. And it really became a really big favorite. And I basically donated all the proceeds to charities because I just felt um, mostly friends and family. It is available on Amazon.com. 
and you can find it on my website too, christianosha.com. But um, it just, uh, it's been really become a favorite of kids and grandparents will send me emails saying, my kids love this book, you know, and, and thank you so much. And so it's been fun. We helped um, the Children's Cancer Hospital down in Florida and then also the Northwoods Humane Society with this book. So wonderful, a lot of fun. Wonderful, wonderful. So, so how did you go from a children's book to Campfire Confessions? <laughs> Campfire Confessions is not a children's book, is it? Not a children's book. It's not, I would say it's, you know, this is the book, Campfire Confessions. You have a banner behind me as well. And um, it's a story about three best friends, right? And um, so I was a screenwriter when I left the corporate world. Oh. I wanted to write movie scripts, screenplays. And so I ended up studying the art of screenwriting with the Harvard Square Scriptwriters Group out of Boston. And that's where I was living at the time. Wow. And then I went out to LA and Beverly Hills and conferences and workshops and different college courses out there. And I really studied the art of screenwriting and I ended up writing six screenplays, um, four by myself and two with my sister, Lorraine Lacey. And, um, but that was quite a few years ago and before we had all these streaming services and everything else. And it was tough. It was close to about 9-11 that long ago when I had probably my strongest screenplay that I had had an option for a number of times and I'd run a, won some contests with a called Nantucket or, um, but of course I never got to sell the big one, unfortunately, but it really strengthened my writing. And when I got that itch to write again, I thought, you know, I'm going to do this differently because the world of books, it's so much easier because we have choices, whether or not, um, if you can't get a traditional publisher, you can try a high, hybrid publisher or you can self publish. Um, and I wanted to get the message out. And really what I wanted to do is to create this really fun, uplifting story about three best friends um, that grew up here in the Northwoods of Wisconsin who have this wonderful childhood friendship with each other, you know, but support each other through a lot of life's twists and turns. Um, they've gone their separate ways. But they each have really kind of messed up. They each have a big secret. So three big mm. best friends with three big secrets. And when the small town minister's wife secret explodes right here in the Northwoods, her two best friends drop what they're doing and they race to her side, kind of determined to help and find out, determined to rescue Annie, the character. Mm -hmm. So they escape on this hilarious canoeing trip that turns into this soul-searching, death-defying adventure. Um, where they were hoping to rescue Annie, but Annie in the end rescues them. Um, so, yeah. But it's, uh, so I took all these lessons that, you know, I taught in my workshops, Creating Your Amazing Life. Um, all the lessons I had learned from being a human resource executive and dealing with, you know, just real life people. I mean, companies are people, right? right. And they have their needs and their personalities and their stories. Um, so we had the highs and lows of, you know, hitting our sales goals and being successful mm -hmm. and, and acquiring other companies. And then I've been in the sad times of managing layoffs or, you know, <clears throat> you know, trying to help an employee get through a tough time or all these things, you know, and then my workshops, of course, women brought their own stories in as well. 
Um, so I thought, you know what, I want to take all this together and I want to create this fun, uplifting story because I want it to be fun too and, and full of laughter. Um, the way it is like when you're together with your best friends and they know you and they know your secrets and they know all your mistakes and they love you anyways, that unconditional love and acceptance, right? right. Um, and yeah, and so I wanted to really embrace that. And then I also wanted it not to be a self-help book, but I wanted to subtly weave these messages in of that unconditional love and acceptance of self-love. So I have one character that's really struggling a little bit with self-love. Mm -hmm. um, she's just kind of giving herself away in bits and pieces, being the small town minister's wife and serving her community. Why her name is Annie. While Joe is uh, four years sober and, um, she is struggling whether or not to go forward with her divorce from her um, Ojibwe husband. And I grew up not far from the Couture, um, the Indian reservation here, which is just an amazing, amazing place full of wonderful people. Mm -hmm. um, and her thing is really self-forgiveness because she really screwed up a lot when she was drinking. And so she's dealing with self-forgiveness. And also then the third character, Sandra, um, she's really screwed up, made a pretty big mistake, and so she's trying to let go of that and move on. So kind of through their friendship and this adventure, they each support each other in being able to confront their inner struggles while they really try to overcome the other obstacles that are happening during this trip and this journey on the river. Mm -hmm. Interesting, so interesting. Uh, yeah. Fun. So when did you come out with the book? I came out with it in March, 2022. So it's just a few months uh -huh. old still. Yeah. Still and um, yes, yeah, yeah, still making its way out there in the world. And, and uh, it's been pretty embraced quite well here. And I'm looking forward to the fall season where we can get a campfire going um, and uh, start sharing some stories. <laughs> so, so why a book? Why a book at this time? I mean, you, you, you do this, um, uh, uh, program Night of a Woman's Soul. Wh why did you like feel the impetus to like put the words down on paper? I mean, I know you've you've obviously been written a few children's books, even if you only published one. But 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 why put out a book? Well, I just one is um, I just really love the story. You know, the story mm -hmm. had been in my soul for a long time, and wow. I'm a good storyteller, and I learned how to tell a story through screenwriting. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, beginning, middle, and end. And I wanted something that could get into the hands of every woman in the world, or, and men too. Men have really resonated with this book. I've had some really fun reviews from husbands sometimes that say, oh, that's what happens on a, on a girl's trip. Man, my eyes are open. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, so just kind of, uh, and I wanted to get into the inner thoughts of the characters. Which, you know, what's going on in their heads? What's going on in their hearts? And mm. you can't always do that in a screenplay. You have to show it. But in a book, I can, you know, tell it in a different manner. So that was yeah. my impetus. Yeah, I just wonder um, if, if there's a, a screenplay in the future of this book or not. <laughs> I would love, that's my goal. My end goal is to see it made into a movie. I have to, I'm happy to share that goal with the world. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. All right, time for us to take our, our next break. Um, when we come back, 
Um, let's talk a little bit about finding and fulfilling your life's purpose. And I know we don't have a lot of time left to do that, but I'd really like um, to, to sort of gift our audience with how can they find their life's purpose and, and, and what tools or maybe things they can use while they may be struggling with things in today's world uh, to help them with that. Okay. That's great. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we're all over Facebook. And if you miss any part of today's show, you know you can find us on all of the podcasting platforms, Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're everywhere. Just search for the Conscious Consultant Hour. And we will be right back with our guest, Christine Osho, after these messages. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Pet lovers. Pet Avengers Assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. So, Christine, uh, part of what you talk about is finding and fulfilling your life's purpose. So, I, I, I know you can't really take a whole big process and squish it down into a few minutes, but what can you give our audience um, that can help them, at least if they're, they're thinking about, I'm not sure, I don't know what to do these days. Oh, the world is so crazy. Things have changed so much. Like, what do I do now? How do you um, help people or support people? What can we give them in just a few minutes? Absolutely. One, I think, is to understand the law of attraction, and as you could call it the power of positivity, is to understand that the energy that you put out is energy you receive back. Um, and we all know this. When you're on positive people, upbeat people, you feel better. When you're on negative people, you feel more negative. So you yourself need to take responsibility for getting yourself into a positive state of mental, emotional, 
physical and spiritual um, high vibration. And there's certain ways we can do that. You may not feel like that. Um, I've been there where I fought, you know, um, depression for a short period of time. I don't know if you call it that or the bottom of the blues, maybe. But we can do things such as um, tapping is a great exercise tool. You can easily go on and Google that. Um, you can do breath work, um, simple counts like breathing in for four, holding for six, releasing for eight. But it, um, smiling in the mirror, you know, consciously make a point when you wake up in the morning, when you look in that mirror, first thing you're going to say to yourself is, I am amazing. I'm amazing. And smile yeah. at yourself. And also you can put little post-its up, you know, put on some fun music, hum. So get yourself moving in a positive state of mind. There's tons of tools. If you want to check out my website, I have um, a blog in there where I have some tools. And also um, reach out to me, send me an email, and I've got a list of 35 right in front of me <laughs> that wow. I can share with you. Um, I am mantras are another good one. So once you get yourself in high state, then I feel like you set an intention. What do you want? You know, what do you want? Do you want a better relationship with your partner? Do you want to stop um, eating junk food? I mean, whatever it is, do you want to exercise more? Um, so what do you want and why do you want it? Okay, so figure that out. What do you want? So write on a piece of paper. And then the next step is let's visualize it together. So if you're in my workshop, we go through that process and we would write down, I'm going to visualize this. I'm going to see it happening. So I'm going to see myself having a wonderful conversation with a friend I've been estranged from, let's say. And I'm going to be imagining myself sitting at the kitchen table. I'm going to smell the coffee. I'm going to see their face. I'm going to feel the seat cushion beneath me. I'm going to feel the positive energy, the love. And I'm going to visualize us having this beautiful conversation. You know, I'm going to visualize it. I'm going to set that intention. And to know that's what the universe wants to have happen, right? Mm -hmm. So now that I have that visualization set, now I have come out of that visualization, the meditation. Then the question is, how to stay on track? How do I put an action plan together? So number one, pick out what are the first one to three action steps you're going to take towards making that happen. It might be sending an email, a text, a phone call in that situation, right? right. Um, it's also helpful to say what obstacles might I run up against, you know? And so, and what can I do to get rid of those obstacles? So, um, you know, if you want to meet with a friend and that you've had a hard time with, make sure you're in a quiet place. Make sure that you um, have probably maybe meditated ahead of time. Maybe you've written out a letter to yourself. Maybe you've role-played with somebody because you're afraid you're going to get nervous and trip up, say the wrong thing. So those are ways you can prepare. There's a lot of different ways we can prepare depending on the situation. You know, like don't put junk from your house. Um, we're all guilty of that sometimes. Um, but then that how to stay on track is, once again, you go back to those energy um, tools and motivational tools, um, such as, you know, have yourself a daily mantra. You know, when you wake up in the morning, um, wake up and say, I'm going to have an amazing day. Something wonderful and amazing is going to happen to me today. And what is my intention for the day? And sometimes if you can't think of an intention, a simple tool is to say, my intention is to be aligned 
with my highest purpose, whatever that is. And if you're finding yourself struggling with that. And then what three things can I be grateful for before my heat, my feet hit the floor? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then go out and think about those things. Um, I do love um, put, putting like a note on the refrigerator that every time you go through by the refrigerator, you say, hey, I'm going to praise myself for something today. Because I think the one thing we don't do is we don't praise ourselves enough. Right. I was recently at an author event and I said, hey, ladies, when you woke up this morning, did anybody praise himself? One person rolls her hand out of 50. Mm. And I said, by lunchtime, did anybody praise themselves yet? And that one hand rose. Wow. So I said, if you, we took time, morning, lunch, dinner, just kind of normal routines, bedtime, you know, just have a visual reminder and say, you know what? I worked really hard today. I listened to somebody. I gave somebody a smile. You are going to start raising your energy emotionally, physically, spiritually, the whole works just by that alone, because you're creating healthy endorphins in your body, right? Right. Healthy chemicals because you're feeling good. And usually you end up smiling too, because you're telling yourself something good. Um, And there's so many other things we can do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, meditate. Yeah. yeah, That that self-talk is so important. And the first is just to be conscious of it so that we're aware of, of, of what we do. Cause so often our self-talk is so negative and so down and so critical of ourselves. So to kind of take that sort of positive approach and say, um, no, you know what, let me, let me say something nice to myself for a change as opposed to something negative. Like, like that is, is, is so important. So important. Um, I just want to get in here before we, we close out the show. Um, loyal, loyal listener, Patty asks, um, to write a book, she has a zillion notebooks of conversations with people uh, you know, how do you take that and turn that into a book or should she just start with a blank piece of paper and, and start from scratch again? Oh, but she's got a bunch of stuff written down on notebooks. Yeah. I mean, I would suggest trying to take, um, a few days and kind of reading through them and then just get the laptop out and just try some free flow writing. You know, mm-hmm. if those stories are fresh to the mind. Um, try to just kind of uh, sketch out a, a beginning, middle, and end, kind of how you want to begin, kind of what are the obstacles you want your characters to have, and how do you want to see it ending? And then I would just say start writing it. Start filling in the blanks. Don't restrict yourself. Don't give yourself too many rules. You can come back later and clean up and organize, but there's power in getting things down on paper. So yeah. I would say just, that, was, that would be my coaching on that. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. Anyway, um, wonderful stuff. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I, I see it's about, you know, what you're trying to help people support people in is like getting their whole being involved. Like if you want to find your life's purpose, if you want to manifest, feel better, feel good, you know, it's, it's the visualization using the mind, the writing out. So you're doing something physical, using the body and moving it and, you know, being present to it. Um, and, and I think, and, and you probably agree with this since you, you do workshops and you work with people in groups, it's having community, having people around us that will support us and that maybe are on the same path or also going in the same direction, right? Absolutely. And Sam, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. <clears throat> is listening to podcasts like yourself and these shows, they are game changers. If you're going through a time in your life where you're struggling, 
listen, turn on Sam, you know, listen to these and other, there's so much rich material out there. There's other speakers, I'm sure, Sam, that you love and appreciate as well. But, um, you know, you are inspirational and it, those are things that you start to fill your mind with. Um, and it's, it's very, very powerful. So I am every Thursday, boy, I'm going to be turning my, uh, Facebook stream on and be watching you. Uh, <laughs> so I get my positive. Yeah, because we are a big community, virtually or in person. Yes. And the yes. more we can love accept each other and help each other, you know, gosh, what a better way to live. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. So if people want to find you, get in touch with you, how do they do that? What's the best way for them to yeah. very easy? Christine Oshu, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-O. Um, I have all kinds of contact information right there. That's a pretty simple way. I'm all over social media. I just use my first and last name too. So I'm basically on almost every platform. Um, and I would love to help anybody out there. And you know, I'm, I'm very generous in giving. And if you want a book club meeting or, you know, um, just reach out, give me a call. We can see what we can work out together. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Christine, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure meeting you and having you on the show. Uh, please, if you ever make it to New York City, look me up, like let me know and um, I'll take you out for some great Chinese food or something. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Okay. Sounds fantastic. You got to come up here and have some Wisconsin cheese curds. Oh, I would love to. I'd love to. I haven't been to Wisconsin <laughs> in years. And I actually have friends who do a group in Milwaukee. So I definitely got to get to Milwaukee sometime. So thank you, Christine. But love to get up to the Northwoods. Never been there. I'm sure it's amazing. So thank you. And thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in today. Patty being so active on the Facebook live stream today. Thank you, Patty. I hope loyal listeners, uh, Sanaya and William, are tuning in as well. I didn't see you guys on the live stream, but we'll catch you next week anyway. So thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, Coming up uh, this evening at 5 p.m., Frank and his show, Frank About Healthy, doing a replay of his show with Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, wonderful, also dear friend of mine. Uh, Great show. And of course, don't forget, tomorrow we have our Friday block of business shows, philanthropy and focus and always Friday. And then Monday evening, uh, Sandra Bargeman and her show, the edge of every day, which by the way, Christine, I have to connect you with Sandra. I think she would love you. You'd probably be a good guest for her show as well. So thank you all for tuning in. We will talk to you next week. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? 
Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. all pet lovers pet avengers assemble on the professionals and animal lovers show we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong it mirrors that bond between pets and their owners through this program we come together to learn educate and advocate join us live every wednesday at 2 p.m at talkradio.nyc post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.